Okay, so I'm Nick Bircher and this is the Nordic Future Makers podcast. Today's Nordic Future Maker is Jenny Geiki, who is head of digital channel development at SJ, which is Sweden's main train company. So Jenny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please? Yes. As you mentioned, I'm uh, at SJ working with uh, digital development. Uh, I've been with SJ for about 10 years working with different kinds of areas, but focused on communications and uh, digital services in, in different aspects. And during these 10 years, I've been on an incredible journey together with my colleagues at SJ transforming uh, the digital customer experience and launching uh, a lot of new digital services uh, catered for different kinds of customer needs. And I really like working with SJ and that's why I've been been there so long because I really like the concept of environmentally friendly travel and uh, services that we provide to the community. Okay, so so I guess you've seen a lot of change in that period given what's been going on in the world and, and everything else. Yeah, uh, a lot of change. And when I started at SJ, I, I guess it was just a, in the beginning of the digital revolution. And during these years, we've seen a great shift in, in customer behavior. Also, all the ticketing sales, for instance, moving online, changing the way that we meet customers uh, at the stations and also launching a lot of new services to the customers in the digital space. But also uh, the trend with lots of people wanting to travel in a more environmentally friendly way and during the last two or three years we've seen an enormous increase in demand for train travel which is really uh, fun for us. And I saw you um, speak earlier this year and you were saying you're on a mission to become one of Sweden's most digital companies. Yeah, (laughs) To, to create internal enthusiasm and also to uh, make sure that we are on, on uh, the right path. We set the really, a, a, a really sort of high stretch goal being uh, wanting to be the, uh, the most digital company in Sweden because we truly believe that we have the potential in all parts of our business to try to use new technologies and new ways of working to become a really great company. Also, being able to be a great place to work for our uh, employees and uh, making sure that our customers are happy and, and digital technology can enable us to do that. So during the last three to four years, we've had this vision and also done a lot of projects that in different areas of uh, our business, but also using uh, emerging technologies to experiment with digital solutions. So. We've been working with the customer experience for a long time, but within this vision, we've also added different kinds of digital initiatives regarding how to train our employees with VR solutions, how to 3D print different kinds of spare parts for our train, how to enable more connected trains, how to be more data-driven, introducing concepts of how to handle the big data. So we are experimenting a lot and trying different technologies within this vision. And and I guess that also having this inspiring vision also makes our employees feel that they work in a company that 
wants to be a, a really important player in the future, and that is good for us. Okay. And you talk about digital going through the whole company. So you talk about employees and the product and and all of those things. But I think the key thing that, again, I've, I've seen you writing about and speaking about is you've really kind of put the customer at the center of everything that you're doing. Yeah, we have a, a really nice brand platform that we uh, use when we are talking about who we want to be and, and how our customers want how we want our customers to perceive us. And uh, we use that as a basis also to develop our services. And within the brand platform, we also talk about our customer-centric strategy where we try to make sure that everything that we do is based on, on three pillars. And we talk about how to be relevant, how to work with customer insights as, as a basis for our decisions, and how to build loyalty, because we know that uh, our loyal customers are also our best customers. And we, uh, based on this uh, brand platform and also the strategy, we have different methods of, of, of trying to be customer-centric. And one, one method is to use different kinds of customer journeys mapping to make sure that we really dive into the different parts of the customer journey. And, and look at what, what the customers appreciate when they are uh, making decisions of, of, of traveling with trains and, and buying tickets and doing their uh, actual travel, but also finding ways to di- deep dive in, in, in these needs using other kinds of methods like service design and also all the time uh, when we are launching and, and trying a new service, making sure that the customers are involved in these development projects that we do. So we always get the feedback during our work, but also after, so we can uh, make sure that we are aligned with the needs. But the strategy is the basis, and then it's all about everyday work with making sure that the execution also is aligned with the strategy. Okay, so you're kind of... You're because of the way people are buying tickets and because of the way when they're traveling and you're able to see them digitally through through that whole customer journey. Yeah, and, and that is really important for, for us because uh, we cannot also, I mean, not all parts of the customer journey with us is under our control since we are, we are actually one operator on the railway tracks in Sweden and there are different kinds of operators we have all the infrastructure uh, we have the stations so uh, ma- managing the customer journey is, is is also looking at the whole picture uh, not only the, the part that we play but also making sure that uh, all the, these steps align with the customer expectations and so so how are you using data to kind of enable smarter and more relevant services for customers? In different ways, we know a lot about our customers uh, and the cust- our customers are really willing to also provide us with, with, with data because they know if they, they do, we can also provide smarter services. So, for instance, we have our loyalty program. It's called SCPRIO. And within SCPRIO, uh, we know a lot about our customers, how often they travel, what kind of distances they travel, uh, so if we use that in a smart way, we can, for instance, 
make sure that different kinds of customer gets different kinds of information, different kinds of marketing offers. Uh, we can also personalize different kinds of services for these customers. For instance, uh, one of the things we did in the end of 2019, we made new services within our mobile app for commuters, making sure that they can easily subscribe to information about their specific commuter distance. And that is something that we can do based on that we know uh, how many commuters we have, what kind of distances they, they actually travel. And we also talked a lot to them, trying to collect different kinds of needs and also uh, information about what they actually need during their journey to be more uh, satisfied with the journey. So data can be both uh, quantitative data <laughs> and information in systems, but it can also be data that you get when you're talking to people. So we use both kinds of data to, to develop our services. Okay. Okay, so you start using data, so not just to segment the audience and then communicate with them more effectively, but you're using data to really build out the customer experience and create a better experience for, for customers when they, when they engage with you. Yes, and we are also looking at new ways of using data. And uh, in the future, for instance, all our trains will uh, also give us a lot of data uh, and we can use this data to even build better services to our customers. For instance, you could imagine if you have data about available uh, toilets on board a train. So you can add that, that kind of service, for instance, in a digital device, for instance, uh, making sure that the customer gets sort of real-time information about which toilets are actually uh, working on the train because we have uh, also built in that kind of systems in the train. So, but just a fun, uh, maybe maybe not the first thing we're going to do, but that that could be possible in the future. But but it's a great example that if the whole train suddenly becomes connected, yeah, instead of having awkward walks and things like that, you you just get that information. You're you're in control of your whole environment when you're on it. Yeah, I mean, and we also had the. Uh, talked to a few colleagues yesterday and we looked at some experience. We also have this uh, labs application that we use to test new ideas. And in one of these, we've had tests about showing the position of the train. And this uh, information is gathered from the train with a GPS uh, position. And that's a different kind, that's other kinds of data that you can use to build the service for the customer. So this, the customer can plan, maybe if they want to collect someone from the train and, and know, okay, this train is actually 20 minutes away and you can sort of adapt your, your, your schedule for that. Or just someone sitting on the train, making sure that, okay, we're here now. I know it's 10 minutes to get off, for instance. And the, these kinds of services are, are really interesting in the future we're trying the trying them out now with the data that is available but also looking how we can even improve them in, uh, going forward well, i think it's great because the expectations of people of just generally across everything have been heightened and are, are getting people are expecting more from from companies and everything they do yeah i guess so um i mean we we, we see very clearly that when you look at our digital services as a train company, 
our customer does not only compare us with other train companies, they compare us with the Google and the Facebooks of the world and maybe even with their experience listening to music and in a music app or uh, watching streamed video in one of the services that is available and, and the seamlessness and the easiness of a, of a interface. That is what our customers also demand from us. So it's really important for us to all the time looking ahead and, and also sort of meeting these increased uh, customer expectations. And, and for instance, if you want to talk about sort of uh, making real-time services. It actually has to be real-time because that's the customer expectations. You can't really upload data every 20 or 30 seconds because that is not real-time. And, and since everything else is real-time, if we talk about real-time, it has to be real-time, just to, as an example. And you've been talking about key drivers of, of the customer experience of the future. So, so I love the idea of everything's changing and nothing's changing. So we need to think about all the new things, but we also need to think about the old things at the same time. Yes, uh, because, I mean, we know that everything is changing in, in a rapid pace. Uh, and as we just talked about, the expectations of the customers are, are also uh, increasing. And technologies are emerging every day, new technologies that we don't know anything about today, but they're going to be here tomorrow. So we need to constantly adapt and also use the technology wisely, of course. At the same time, I mean, uh, us as people are not sort of base. Our basic needs are not changing. We are basically the same <laughs> as in the Stone Age. Sad to say, but <laughs> I, I, I guess we are sort of humans. Uh, so our basic needs, like we need control, we need safety. We have this desire to be seen, and also sort of we we want to belong. We want to sort of feel uh, cared about and, and those basic needs are the same so you you have to to look at those two perspectives at the same time adapting to technology but also all the time uh, respecting the basic human needs that we all have so data and and machines are helping to deliver the product and the service but at the same time what the people that we're talking to or the things we're talking to is not data machines. We're talking to actual people. Yeah, yeah, and that's really important to to remember. And 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 that's why also we talk about we talk about the, the sort of customer experience is not only digital. It's of course also really centered around the, the experience uh, on our trains, for instance, and the people that you meet, our personnel, and that is a really core part of the experience. And then the digital experience is supporting that experience in the best way that we can okay so so there's a brand layer involved in all of this as well it's not just just data and and data points there's a whole thing about emotionally connecting and and the brand also yes of course and that's really important for us and we have some some really nice sort of keywords that we use and 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 how we want to be seen and and those are really centered about the humans not about the digital uh, and the technology and that is really important to remember okay so i think you've you've been on this this journey where you've been you've seen customers go digital you've seen the service they become more connected you've seen all of these different things but but i think if you if you think a little bit more into the future, I think the question I ask a lot of people is, what are you curious about now? So so what's really kind of capturing your imagination and, and making you think? 
about things in new ways? I think, I mean, the whole AI revolution, I think, is, is, is one of the most sort of talked about but less understood areas. Uh, everyone is talking about robotics and, and also how different kinds of intelligence systems it's going to affect our lives in the future. And uh, I think it's a really interesting area and an area that we haven't really grasped any one of us how big of the importance is going to have for everyone and how we're going to automate so many things that hasn't been really automated yet and how we're going to uh, have this layer of intelligence among us that is going to help us to to make decisions and, and uh, do uh, different kinds of, of tasks for us and, and how we're going to predict uh, uh, different kinds of scenarios and, ha- and how we can uh, sort of use this collective intelligence that we have in a really smart way. So we need to talk more about that because there's also there's lots of hope around it, but there's also a lot of discussions that we need to have about ethics and, and how we can use all the data about us ourselves. And I guess if you are like me, you're already sort of, you have data about yourselves everywhere, um, but you don't really know uh, who's using it and, and why and for what purpose. Uh, and those are really interesting issues. I think uh, at the same time, I can see so so many great possibilities for us as a business and how we're going to also use data and, and, and AI to make even smarter, uh, more personalized services in the future. Yeah, so, so you've got, again, you've got that thing where you can use AI to scale out um, experiments and use it to validate things and test things in different ways. Yeah. So you still set it up with the with when you're thinking about innovation, you still set up an objective or a hypothesis, but then AI can help you test so many more things in so many different ways. Yeah, there's endless possibilities. And as, as the computing power still increases and, and you can process this this amounts uh, sort of massive amounts of data, you as I mean we as an organization really need to build new capabilities to, to be able to, to harvest on, on, on these kinds of technologies. And I think that it's a great opportunity, but also a great challenge for us. Okay. And I guess the, the refurbished trains and the new trains that are coming through in, in coming months will, will just add to the, the volumes of data that you have that you can use and experiment with. Yeah, it's going to be massive amounts of data that we need to find a way to use in the best way. And a lot of this the, the data is used today to to make sure that we work with maintenance in, in a really effective way and and uh, other kinds of uh, parts of our business. But there, there's endless possibility. So I think that's really exciting. And you prototype and innovate with actual customers as well, don't you? Yes, we do. I, in, in, within my uh, area of responsibility, we we always do uh, different kinds of uh, customer tests with new functionality that we deploy uh, and make sure that the customers are involved in our process uh, because the customers always have relevant feedback for us. And, and it, is, it is not possible for ourselves to to think about everything that the customer needs if we don't ask them. So uh, it's a vital part of our process. I'm I'm fascinated because this whole thing. Once you start scratching the surface to see what you're doing with with data and the experience and the customer experience, there's so much going on. And then 
what you said at the beginning about using labs to test things and VR for training and simulation and things like that, I, I think is really cool. So, so it's it's great to hear you you talking about all of these things. Yeah, and and it's really fun to to work with them as well. So I think we are a, a bunch of people at SJ really driven by the possibilities of technology, but also really aware about about the importance that we have this customer focus because otherwise we're going to build stuff that no one really wants. And the last thing I've, I've got to ask you, um, you're talking about 3D printing of train parts, mm. of spare parts for mm. trains. That's something that you're looking at as well, is it? Yeah, we're actually doing it uh, for different kinds of parts that are hard to find uh, because they're old uh, from our suppliers today. So one of the first uh, items we printed was uh, holders for the toilet paper. <laughs> uh, that really so, so sort of disappears often and, and breaks often. So so that's a good example of a part that, that you can print in in, in, low, in low volumes and, and it gets really good economy in it. So that's and, and I mean we've added different kinds of components and in different kinds of materials. So it's a really good way to complement uh, the way that we handle spare parts in general. Wow, I, I think to hear a train company is using three D printing to solve problems and and create new things. I think. For me, that that sums up how futuristic and and the level that you've got to with what you're trying to do. So, so I think it's great. So, yeah, I've I've enjoyed talking to you today. I think we've had a good chat. Yeah, thank you, Nick. It was really good to talk to you, and uh, I think it's really fun also that being a train company today, there there are so many uh, opportunities going forward and many new customers that will in the future uh, experience our services. So we have so many things that we we can do uh, and also making sure in, in a sort of even greater scale that our own uh, employees also uh, get the benefits of new technology. So um, maybe we will have the chance to talk in the future as well when we've done even more exciting things. Absolutely. I'd, I'd love to kind of catch up with you when... When you've got everything up and running with the new trains and new things coming through, and just to see see how quickly you're moving with all of this, because as I say, I'm fascinated by by all the things you're doing and and how it's all evolving. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's been great talking to you, Nick. Same, same from here. So, thank you for your time today, Yenny. Well, thank you. Okay, and for everyone else. I think Yenny is another great example of a Nordic future maker. So someone who's really driving things forward with with digital and data and customer experience. So I hope you have enjoyed the podcast. I hope you will subscribe to the podcast and I hope you will listen again in the future.